You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Tuesday, August 6th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dwayne Long. Our Dan Rubin is on assignment this week, um, meaning he's having a great time with his beautiful wife and their kids somewhere on a beach, I'm sure. Uh, Well-deserved vacation for Mr. Rubin. Uh, Dwayne, um, practice later this morning will be open to the media. First 30 minutes will be open to the media. It was going to be the entire practice, and they decided to – cut that off it's just going to be the first 30 minutes but um still looking forward to seeing practice today we'll interview ryan day afterward just you know everything you've heard about camp so far you know when you look you know later ahead this morning um what are you most curious about with the buckeyes so far during camp well uh the, the one thing that i don't think is being discussed is uh i think i just think that the running back order is going to be I don't know where we're going to be mid-season, Dave. I got to tell you, I you know, you, if you look at the numbers last year, uh, you know, Dobbins was our starter, but I don't know if he was our best back. I always thought he was just a little undersized guy. He's done really well. Glad to have him. I mean, come on, a guy's rushed for a thousand yards a couple of times, but. I just he was never a guy that was going to be a bell cow. I thought he may even be better, uh, you know, stepping out and and being a wing back type. And uh, he's been very good in the passing game when we've thrown him the ball, so that could have happened. But I just think that Teague and Cowley are really going to push him. I just I just got that feeling that. These are just superior backs, and they're going to push them. And uh, by midseason, who knows what happens. By the end of the season, we don't know. That's the one thing I'm thinking about. Offensive line, I think, is really something that, that people should not be as worried about. There's lots of veterans. There's talent there. We've recruited well over the, just the last couple of years. There were some bad years. Warner was a real technician. The guy could coach. He just was not a great recruiter, made some bad decisions. Now we've got a better offensive line. we got seven guys. I think we can play. And most most schools are not looking beyond seven guys. They're not trying to get uh, a full two deep. Not in the not in these eighty five limited scholarships. You can't you can't do that. So I think we got seven guys we can depend on and rotate these guys in. Whether the starters, whether they're coming in, uh, I think we're really going to be solid in the offensive line. Not really worried about that. 
So I'm worried about the opposite corner. We continue to hear stories about Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett, he's going to be better this year. Well, we've heard that a little bit too much, Dave. I I need to see him be better, and I'm not. I'm just not uh, putting a lot of faith in that. That's the one thing on defense I'm really worried about. Where are you at on middle linebacker with Tuff Borland, Tarajo Mitchell? Aaron Browning, they're saying it's still in the mix. I don't know why they think he's a middle linebacker. Of course, now it's two staffs that are saying that. So obviously, I'm the one that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, but what do you make a middle linebacker? What do you think is going to happen there? I, I just think Taraji Mitchell is going to be. I watched him in the spring game, and the guy flashed. And you know, he's around the football all the time. And we can't say that about uh, about Tough Borland. I think, you know, I believe the most devastating, we talk about needs all the time. I believe that athletes really never fully recover from torn Achilles. If you look around, these guys are never, even if they're still good, they're not great. And he wasn't great before. And now he's had a torn Achilles tendon. He's always behind. You always see him chasing people. And he's not going to catch them. He may have figured out where they're going. He's got the, the the linebacker mind. He's got that. He reads the game well. I don't know if he's physically able to make the plays anymore. So I think Mitchell is going to stress him, uh, push him for that starting job. Wouldn't surprise me if that one changes hands. But Mitchell has to be a better thinker in there. He's got to. He's really got to uh, step up and be a guy that can, that can call the defensive signals. That's one thing that separated uh, Borland from everybody else. He can stand in there and say, okay, this is what I see. Let's get everybody aligned, and that's important. So Mitchell's going to have to read the game better. But here's the thing, Dave. He can learn to read the game better. He's a young guy. But I don't think tough Borland could be physically as good as he needs to be. Mitchell Candy. Let's switch gears and talk about Brenton Cox. He was a, for those that don't remember, out there listening to the show, he was a five-star defensive end. And the 2018 class had been committed to Ohio State for months and said, you know, he's not wavering. Young man from Georgia eventually flipped from Ohio State to Georgia. Um, And he has now been kicked out of Georgia. And, And you look at what it's for, it's been stuff like, I would say it's a lot of minor stuff that's all added up. There's not has been one thing that's been like, oh, you got this kid is just a piece of crap or whatever. It's been stuff like typical college stuff, you know, like uh, smoking weed, stuff like that. Like, um, and the question on the board right now, Dwayne, and I know you've chimed in on this, is, is should Ohio State at least kick the tires on Britton Cox? Um, they need defensive ends in the future. They don't need them this year. They got they got a bunch of DNs this year, but you look at you know. If, after Chase Young leaves this after this year, and you know Cooper's a senior and all that, they need defensive ends. Should they kick the tires on Brenton Cox or no, my friend? I would say yes. You know, kids mess up. You know, you and I messed up, but we didn't have cameras on us. We <laughs> didn't have the sports world paying attention to us growing up. We want to condemn these kids, and you know, we see people on the message board saying. They've been given this opportunity, and and you know they they they've blown it. Don't let them don't let them back in. And I'm like, they're kids, man. Kids mess up. 
I know, I understand Georgia did what they had to do. They said, look, you, you know, you need to move on and, and find a better situation for yourself because you just were born out your welcome here. Okay. Absolutely. I understand. But not, we shouldn't give up on this kid. Society should not give up on this kid. College football should not give up on this kid. He was big on us early. I would like to see us go back and, and look at him. But the negative publicity, I understand why we might not. It's just that we want to condemn people. And condemning young kids is really an issue, at least it is for me and some other people. But I, I really would give this kid another chance. He's a tremendous talent, an elite talent, a sure five-star. We almost had him once. Let's give him another chance. I don't know if that's going to happen. I am not optimistic. But I would. I would let uh, Cox back in the door, and maybe he'll appreciate it a little better after he's been lost at once. Well, to finish the show talking about 2020 recruiting, let's, you know, quarterbacks and running backs specifically. Um, with quarterback, it's interesting, Dwayne. Like, for a while, I didn't give any thought to, like, 2020 quarterback recruiting after Jack Miller committed. And, um, every, you know, you talk to certain people that are like, oh, yeah, nothing to worry about there. Then other people are like, eh, you know, they're looking around. Ohio State's looking at C.J. Stroud, and maybe Jack Miller's looking around. Just um, what are you hearing about quarterback recruiting, how you feel about it for the 2020 class? Do you think it's going to be Jack Miller? What do you make of them looking at C.J. Stroud? Do you like C.J. Stroud? Just unpack all that for me as far as 2020 quarterback recruiting for the Buckeyes. I don't think Jack Miller's going anywhere. I think he's committed to Ohio State. I also think he's recruited to he's, uh, he's solid with Ryan Day as his quarterback coach. That's the one thing that has been so advantageous to us is uh, he's a quarterback guy. He's a quarterback whisperer. And I think that Jack Miller is committed. Just what he's doing with recruiting, Dave, he's just continuing to be, you know, he's not out, out there like G. Scott, but he is being very effective, being very aggressive, a guy that's not coming, he's not going to be recruiting guys to Ohio State if he's not coming to Ohio State. I think that's ridiculous. That's not worth talking about. C.J. Stroud is another matter. We're in trouble here. Let's just be honest about it. we got to get more quarterbacks in here. We had such a quarterback depth chart. Well, they've opened up the portal. You can Anybody can step through the portal, it seems. Well, recently they've kind of seemed like they've uh, backed off of just having a you know, anybody can transfer anywhere. But, you know, we're talking about we've got Justin Fields, then we got guys that couldn't win quarterback jobs where they were. That's not good, Dave. That's really bad. We can't afford to really take full advantage of what Justin Fields brings to a, a an offense. The guy's physical skills with a, as a runner. You know, the the defensive coordinator, when this guy breaks the pocket, he's going, oh, hell no. I don't need this in my life. Because you've got a, a guy that not he's not going to get you uh, 10 yards. He'll get you 20, 30. He's got that. But we can't really – we've got to try to rein him in a little bit. Because what we – the drop-off from Justin Fields to who would step in there, I think Hoke is probably going to win that second job. And that is as good as we can hope for. I, in my mind, he's the next best guy. 
that's not good enough. We really need to try to get two guys in here. It would really be a good thing for for Ohio State. And Stroud is just, if you look at his film, you're like, why are we just now hearing about this kid? He's got all the tools. He can stroke it. Oh, my goodness. And he's got some running skills. But he's not on it, on everybody's board right now. He's not a four-star, at least top 20 quarterback. I'm just shocked. So if we can get this kid, we got to take him. We have to find room. Because, you know, Fields, if he is what we expect him to be, he's not going to be around long. You're not going to keep quarterbacks till the senior year. It's just not going to happen. Not, you know, the kids that are NFL-quality quarterbacks. And if Justin Fields is what we expect him to be, he's going to be an NFL-quality quarterback in two years. Then where are we? Back to having one quarterback, then a big drop-off. Getting two in here would be huge for this uh, uh, 2020 class. Let's try to get these guys in here, both of them. And last thing, Dwayne, what do you foresee happening with running back recruiting in this 2020 class? I know it's been – it's like the one thing in this 2020 class that hasn't been just absolutely wonderful for the Buckeyes. Uh, when the dust settles, what do you think is going to happen with running back recruiting in this 2020 class? I am not giving up on Bijan Robinson until December. When he signs a letter somewhere, I'll, uh, I'll drop it. I think that we had him. We, Dave, we know we had him. Come on, man. We had this kid. I don't know what happened. It just went south in, what, about 36 hours? It was just, I know I was just waiting for this kid to make his, to sit down and do the hat dance. And I was confident at what hat he was going to pick. And then this happens. I don't know. So I can't imagine we're going to quit on and an absolutely one of the best backs to come out in the last couple of years. I just can't believe that. But when you also look at it, E.J. Smith also has elevated himself. I don't. He's not B. John Robinson, mostly because you know we talk about we talk about weight, height, weight. It's about frame, really. But that's not something measurable. That's not something that fans can sit down and get. E.J. Smith, what's kids from Texas? You know who I'm talking about. We just started uh, talking to him. I'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, Crawford. We just sponsored. Yeah. Both of them are about the same size. They're nice-sized kids. They're not guys that we can put on the field in the weather in Columbus, Ohio, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, in Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. That time of year and say, okay, the elements are definitely against us. Uh, we need you to carry it 25 times a game. I don't see the bodies. I don't see the frames. These guys are just, they're they are big enough, but they're not really big kids that can carry that load. Hey, Dwayne, and by the way, I got, I got the name wrong. It's it's Trey Bradford. I was combining him, Brad Crawford. I, I called him Crawford. It's Trey Bradford is the young man that you're talking about. Just for the listeners out there, running back Trey Bradford is the one the Buckeyes ran on now. Go ahead, sir. Hey, at least you had something to work with. I had forgotten his name totally. He's brand new, but he looks great on film. If that kid wants to commit, you take him. You, you stop worrying about Robinson. You try to add him later. Uh, and, and I would say the same for E.J. Smith. They, uh, they're they not 20, 25 carry a game kids for three to four weeks in a row, but they can carry the load 
what we're seeing with uh, they're bigger than Dobbins, and Dobbins has been carrying 15, 17 times a game. He only carried over 18 times a game three times last year. So what? We're going to see more throwing. We're going to be getting those guys outside, and these guys are much better suited to get outside and throw the ball to in the, in the lanes, uh, throwing the ball out to them on flare passes. They're better suited for that. So, uh, you know, we can salvage this. There are really three backs in the country this year. We all know the names that were above all of them. We were never in on Evans. Uh, Milton chose Georgia, and right now we're on the outside looking in with Robinson. Okay, what, what are we going to do? We're going to cry? I mean, E.J. Smith or, or this kid are both just really great-looking backs. They're just not that top-end guy. They're not bell cows, but they're damn good backs. You take them, and you'd be happy. We're always happy to have Dwayne Long on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Thank you very much, Dwayne, a.k.a. Big Daddy Blues. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters and what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.